0: Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Erin Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smart Ass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A OK Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka. Thank you so much for joining me here for episode number 171 of ADHD for Smart Ass Women. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter over at tracyotsuka.com my purpose is always to show you who you are and then inspire you to be it in the thousands of ADHD women that I've had the privilege of meeting. I've never met a one that wasn't truly brilliant at something, not one, and that includes you. So before we start today's podcast, I'd love to share a few of our wonderful listeners' podcast reviews. I really want to acknowledge you for taking the time to write your reviews. I know none of us ever have enough time today, right? So I appreciate You immensely. And just know that they really do help to spread the word so that we can reach even more women with ADHD. So let's start with Mead2132. And she says her title is Life Changing Content. I have never listened to podcasts until I found this podcast. It is now the only thing I listen to when I'm in my car. I have shared this podcast with so many friends. Thanks, Tracy, for sharing. You are making a difference. Thank you, Mead2132. You know, when I learn that my work is making a difference to others, that is everything to me. And of course, you know, I love the gold stars, right? So thank you for sharing. Wednesday Jean says, I feel seen. I just found out I have ADHD and an IQ of 135. Yeah, you're a smart ass. As I struggle to make sense of this confusing diagnosis and how to raise my two-year-old and meet work deadlines, I'm heartened to hear stories of women just like me. I've just listened to a couple of episodes, but already am hearing about all kinds of symptoms I didn't even know were symptoms. I feel seen and I'm excited to learn how to cope and even thrive in a neurotypical world. Wonderful, Jean. Thank you again so much for sharing. Then we've got coconut, coconut Uke. I wonder if that means Coconut Ukulele. Anyway, it's titled Medical Student or Med Student. Such an encouraging and fun podcast. I love the energy and the different winding turns each conversation takes. Example, Jackie Newman's episode. Oh my gosh, was that amazing? So Jackie, if you haven't heard the episode and you're single and you don't want to be single, you need to tune in. She went on 100 first dates in New York City. It's hilarious. And she has some great ideas, great ADHD ideas around dating. Okay. So, med student goes on, or Coconut Uke goes on to say, I listen to this podcast while doing errands around town and find myself sitting in my car a little longer, sometimes just to finish different stories. Thank you, Tracy, for your podcast. Well, thank you, Coconut Yuke, for listening and for sharing. Again, I so appreciate it. Finally, we have Cara Clayson. She titles it, thank you. Tracy, I cannot thank you enough for your amazing podcast. I feel like you are explaining my whole life and I feel so seen in the best way. I'm especially grateful for your episode on tapping. I tried my usual migraine remedies when I felt one coming, but nothing worked. I remembered you talked about tapping and I tried it and it seriously took the migraine away. I'm shocked. So thank you yes, tapping is amazing. And it's not hippy dippy woo woo. There is so much science behind it. I think there are over 200 research studies on tapping from major universities like Harvard and Stanford and John Hopkins. And yeah, you need to try tapping. And it's so simple, right? And it's so cheap So, yes, thank you so much, Cara, for sharing that. So, okay, let's talk about this week's topic. Speaking about, oh my gosh, you are got to be kidding me. Is this related to ADHD too? So, this week's topic is all about ADHD and dental health yes, there is a correlation between crowns, root canals, TMJ, TMD, basically what we're talking about, or TMJD, right? We're talking about jaw pain, difficulty chewing, that clicking and locking of the jaw joint that can happen to some of us, and ADHD. There's a correlation. Go figure. So at least 15 years ago, my dentist, who I've known since I was 12, we actually went to college together. His name is Mark. He fitted me for a night guard. And He probably mentioned to me at the time why I needed one, but I was either not listening or was kind of arrogant since I'd always had perfectly straight teeth that had never given me any problems before. I didn't have to have braces, retainers, any of that, right? I didn't even have cavities. So I thought, I don't need to listen to this. And what that means is I didn't put two and two together. So Mark, he didn't scare me enough to realize what damage I could cause if I didn't wear that damn night guard, right? I just knew they were the most unattractive thing I could possibly wear to bed. So I just kind of blew it off. And the thing about that night guard is it wasn't comfortable either. And so I would literally find it in my hand or somewhere in the bed when I woke up. So needless to say, I proceeded to lose it. How I would lose a night guard in my bed, I have no idea, but I never saw it again. Fast forward to almost two years ago when I'm sitting in my new dentist chair. Mark lives about two hours from where I live, and I realized that I really had to get my teeth cleaned more than once a year, and I was never going to do it if my dentist was two hours away. So it doesn't matter. Like, Who cares what a great dentist he is if I'm not going, right? So my new dentist tells me, you really should get a mouth guard. You are grinding your teeth, and your parents grind their teeth too, and they've had to have quite a lot of work done because of it. And I'm thinking, what? So now my dad and mom go to this new dentist too. And the only reason I'm there is because my father was a dentist and he raved about this new dentist. I had never been to anyone other than my dad and my friend, Mark. Anyway, this new dentist comments that both my parents grind their teeth and that scared me enough to order a mouth guard again. But it didn't quite scare me enough to actually use it on a regular basis. So I am now... New day, new month, new year. I am now sitting in my new dentist chair because I have a toothache. And he tells me, Tracy, you need a root canal. And I'm thinking, I wasn't thinking, I probably said this out loud. I need a what? You don't understand. I'm a dentist's daughter. I've never had a cavity. I have great teeth. And he says, Well, you actually have two fillings. And I'm thinking, What? I have two fillings? Did I forget about them? <laughs> well, years before, My friend, Mark, again, had told me that I had two molars with fissures in them. So eventually, I ended up having to have two crowns put on those two teeth at the same time. But I didn't quite, again, pay attention to why Mark put two crowns on my teeth. I just kind of remembered that it had something to do with there being a hairline crack in those teeth, and it was preventative, I thought, so they wouldn't cause me problems down the road. Now, my new dentist is telling me that on one of those teeth that has a crown, the crown has now cracked, which is why I'm in pain. And the only option at this point was a fricking root canal. And as I'm sitting there speaking with my new dentist, I start putting two and two together. So the minute I get in the car, I text my friend, Mark, I want to know, why did I need those crowns? And so he looks it up and he calls me back and he tells me, because you were grinding and clenching your teeth. So yeah my new dentist is right. He knows what he's talking about. Basically, you cracked your own teeth, Tracy. And then I get really scared since, remember, I have another crown, which I now know I apparently had to have because I grind and clench my teeth. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, hmm, is this another thing that is somehow related to my ADHD? Because it kind of sounds like it might be, right? Right. I mean, we have sensitive nervous systems, which can result, we now know, in skin picking and nail biting and hair pulling. I mean, why not also teeth grinding? Yeah, just bring them all on. So the next day I go and I get a damn root canal. And believe it or not, you're not going to believe this. I still don't believe this, but I apparently have a very small mouth. And I never thought that anyone would ever say that, right? But This new dentist had told me that. So this is probably, I discovered why I hate going to the dentist even more than I would hate going to the dentist. And apparently there are endodontists, those are the ones who perform root canals, right? And there are endodontists who perform laser root canals. Yeah, well, I didn't go to one of them. I went to one with all kinds of drills and it was the most disgusting medical procedure I have ever had done. So, they have to numb you up. And I swear I got at least eight injections to do that because my mouth just wouldn't numb. And I'm trying not to gag the entire time. It was a good hour, hour and a half with this rubber thing called a dental dam in my mouth. And the worst part truly was the thought of what the endodontist was doing. You know, that default mode network, our imagination, right? It's not our friend during a root canal. But even worse than that was. I had all these thoughts about what was going on and then I combined it with the sound of the drill. And I decided that I will gladly have a baby any day over a root canal. So if I ever have to have another one, I will 100% get a laser one. I cannot do that whole drill thing again. Laser root canals are apparently also safer because there's less chance for cross-contamination from bacteria. So, The next day after this root canal, I mentioned to a couple of my ADHD friends that I had a root canal, and they all said the same thing. Oh, that's nothing. I had three. I had four. I had five. I had seven. Ah! And so now I am wearing my damn night guard religiously. And I will tell you that you do get used to it. So, shortly after my root canal, I had dinner with my dentist friend, Mark. And he really helped me to flip my negative thoughts around the night guard, which made a big difference in how I view it. And you know what a difference that makes for us, right? So now that it's real, what I'm thinking is, yeah, Tracy, if you keep grinding your teeth at night, you're going to have more root canals. So I am now connected to my intention of never, ever having to go through that again if there's any way that I can prevent it. And what Mark was telling me was, he had flipped it in his his own brain too, where he's gotten to the point where he can't sleep without his mouth guard. He was joking about the fact that he's kind of turned it into a security blanket of sorts. It's comforting to him because he knows that it relaxes his jaw, the muscles in and around his mouth, right? And ever since this reframe from him, I've stopped fighting it and I'm actually starting to see that the night guard does make me feel better. I wake up in the morning and my whole head feels more relaxed. My jaw and my mouth doesn't hurt. And I catch myself now during the day when I'm tensing up my jaw and my mouth muscles. You know what it is? There's now just so much more awareness around what's going on in my mouth. Now, when I don't wear my night guard, everything in my mouth and jaw seems tight the next day. And when I wear it, I feel like those muscles are much looser. They're more relaxed, which then translates to feeling more relaxed throughout, not just my head, but my body. So that prompted some research, right? And that's when I discovered that yes, crowns, root canals, TMD, TMJ, TMJD, bruxism, grinding, clenching, they're all connected to ADHD. But I still wanted more verification. So recently I posted this question in our Facebook group, ADHD for smart ass Women. Here it was. So podcast question for those that are 45 or older only, have you had a crown or root canal? First of all, let me tell you, that ADHD women almost never follow directions. I specifically gave them the option of checking yes or no. Either they've had a crown or root canal or they haven't. So what did the ADHD for smart-ass women do? Of course they did. They provided 22 additional options. So because of that, well, it wouldn't be a scientific study anyway, but it's especially not scientific because of those 22 additional options. But what I did is I only took the numbers for the poll options that had, I think it was 100 or more votes. So for the yes responses, I used those, of course, right? So anybody that responded just yes to my question. And that yes response garnered 264 votes. Then there were other... Um, there were the other options that were cited. So for example, are younger than 45 and have had some or all of these issues. There were 574 votes. For Bruxism, there were 252 votes. For TMJD, there were 176 votes. For clenching your jaw and your teeth, 122 votes and a couple of others. So those yes votes then grew to 1,488. The no votes were only 107. That means that 93% of the women who responded to my survey, whether they were 45 or younger and said, yes, they had crowns, root canals, and, you know, other dental-related challenges like TMJD, bruxism, implants, et cetera, 93% of them said, yes, I struggle with this. Only 7% said they did not. So I want to read you some of their comments. So Morgan said, what if you're only 25 and you've had two root canals and you had to invest in a custom night guard because I apparently clench at night and I have TMJD. I have horrible enamel, but on top of that, I get the dry mouth side effects from my Concerta medication, which is a big factor in the specific kind of far back cavities I get along the gum lines. Carrie said, Most of my top teeth fell apart at the age of 23. I had a partial until 35, then had braces due to the shift of my top front teeth, then sinus lift surgery, bone grafting, two implants, and a full permanent bridge. I have a small car in my mouth, you could say. I've had no real concrete explanation for what happened. After listening to your podcast, I'm wondering if it was from teeth grinding. I do wear a night guard so my dental work doesn't break. I believe, too, that braces, um, this is me speaking, not Carrie, I believe that braces cause all kinds of problems, too. So my son had perfect teeth until braces, perfectly straight, but he had his hands in his mouth so much when he was little that he pushed his front teeth out. So after he got his braces off, he ended up, within a year, he was 16 years old, he ended up having to get a root canal on one of his front teeth. Yeah, orthodontists rarely mention how common this is. So I think we need to know that too. Dany, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, says, I'm 40 and currently undergoing treatment for TMJ and have had bruxism my entire life. Getting the TMJ splint and treatment three months ago has already made a huge difference for me. It's amazing to not have a sore face, jaw, neck every day. Kelly says, I avoided the root canals and took two teeth out instead. I thought, why pay for the expense when I'd end up in extraction later? Not the best idea now in hindsight, but at the time, I didn't have the money or the patience. Now, I need braces to sort out my front teeth before I can consider implants. It's going to be expensive in the long run, I guess. Still doesn't motivate me to brush daily. It's my secret chain. Thanks to this group, I'm now understanding dental health is a challenge for many of us. Sarah says, none of these yet, but I want to floss so bad, but just can't be consistent. Many times I've procrastinated and just flossed the week before the dentist, if I remember. Sarah, I was so you, and I have a hack at the end of this podcast. I now floss at least once a day, but often twice a day. Holly says, I'm 47 and I clench my teeth badly. I've had one root canal, probably six crowns, and I've broken at least three of them. I have sensory issues, so I can't really use a mouth guard. It's expensive and painful. Krista says, 50 and getting ready to get full mouth implants. TMJ also. So there were over 161 comments. Many, many, many women who posted comments similar to the ones I just read. So armed with this information, I decided to do a little bit of research on ADHD, ADHD medication, TMJD, bruxism, which is basically the fancy way of saying clenching and grinding. Crowns and root canals. And this is what I discovered. So, just to lay a foundation, this can be confusing because with ADHD, there's something called comorbidity, right? And it basically means that in roughly half of all people with ADHD, there is also a related second condition or comorbid condition like depression, anxiety, learning disabilities, OCD, oppositional defiant disorder, along with the ADHD. And sometimes you treat the ADHD and it's life changing, right? You have dramatic improvements in distractibility, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. Other times you treat the ADHD and the ADHD symptoms improve, but there are still other symptoms that persist or new symptoms that appear, symptoms related to these other comorbid conditions. So in my case, stimulant and other medication created anxiety. So I could never get the ADHD medication high enough so it would alleviate my ADHD symptoms without causing additional anxiety. So I was constantly asking this, like what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? And pair that with the fact that we are an intense lot, us ADHDers, right? When we're really into something, we don't do it halfway. So I was asking myself, is it my ADHD traits, my intensity that is causing me to grind my teeth, or is it the medication that is causing me to grind my teeth? Again, I couldn't get the medication high enough, right? So I ended up having to stop medication because the medication caused my anxiety, right? So I've always had this kind of low-level anxiety, I suspect, which is why I'm intense and hypervigilant in certain situations, right? And so I'm like, or is this just all my ADHD, right? ADHD, anxiety medication. We haven't even talked about strength, like stress like, what is the real cause? And when we're talking about bruxism or tooth grinding, I wasn't aware that I was even doing this before I learned that I had to have this root canal. I'm wound tight, right? I don't really know how to relax. I don't know how to not care. Well, the things I don't care about, I don't care about, but everything else, like I totally care about, right? There is an intensity around just about everything that I do. And- Like our interest-driven brains, when we're interested, we're all in. When we're not interested, like I said, we can't be bothered. And I, I feel the same way about my intensity, right? I'm intense about the things I really care about, but I could care less about the things I don't care about. And so, it's what we care about, we really care about, and then, of course, the other stuff is whatever. I think I'm repeating myself at this point. So, let's start by talking about TMJ and TMD or TMJD. So, TMJ stands for temporomandibular joint, okay? And this is the jaw joint that connects the lower jaw to the head. That's the joint that allows you to open and close your mouth to speak, swallow, chew. It's also the joint that sometimes gets sore. TMD or TMJD, on the other hand, stands for Temporomandibular Disorder or Temporomandibular Joint Disorder. Any problem that prevents your Temporomandibular Joint from working properly, right? So it's sore, there's a clicking or popping sound, it's hard to move, it can lead to headaches, migraines, neck aches, even backaches. So that is TMD, right? Temporomandibular Disorder. The reason for TMD can be anything from injury to diseases like arthritis, but it can also be how the upper and lower teeth fit together. I remember when I had my um, wisdom teeth pulled, my dad did the first, actually he did them all now that I think about it. He did the first two, no problems at all. I was literally, I did an aerobic class after, even though he told me not to do it. But the next two that I had pulled out, I had headaches, really bad headaches for I want to say uh, at least a week. And it was because my upper and lower teeth now fit together weirdly. And so, I don't know, I had to readjust my bite in order to not get these headaches. But we can also get it from TMD, TMJD. We can also get it from teeth grinding, right? So many people with a TMJ disorder grind their teeth and they usually grind their teeth at night. Teeth grinding is called bruxism. One study found evidence of grinding or bruxism in 78% of TMJ patients. Besides being bad for the teeth, all that extra motion can overwork the jaw muscles. And this can happen when someone is under stress. So they're clenching their teeth all the time and they don't even know that they're doing it. That clenching puts a strain on the jaw and facial muscles Obviously, when you're clenching your head and your face muscles, guess what? You get headaches. All that grinding and clenching also leads to bone loss, which is terrible for your teeth, right? That means that you can start with crowns and root canals in your 30s and 40s, and then you have to move on to implants as you get older because you can't save the teeth. I should also mention that TMJD symptoms are seen more in women than men. And we know that since there's a link with ADHD, the fact that 90% of women with ADHD haven't even been diagnosed, well, that is a further problem, right? What's really interesting to me is a couple years ago, I did research on this subject of ADHD and dental health, and I couldn't find articles or studies on this subject from any of the organizations that work to provide education on ADHD. So, specifically, ADDA or ADDA and CHAD, which um, is the organization for children and adults with ADD. There was nothing. And I just went back and looked again, and there is one article now for kids and adults on Chad, actually, I think the article is only for kids. That's my recollection. But they were the only one, Chad, was out of these three organizations that have added anything at all on this subject. What Chad mentions is that cavities are the most common dental issue that dentists see in children with ADHD. The executive function challenges make it difficult, right, for these kids to brush their teeth after meals to floss And then we eat more sweets, right? So we're going to be at more risk for cavities. In a study published by the National Center of Biotechnology Information, only 48% of children with ADHD brush their teeth every morning, and only 48% brush their teeth every evening. No kidding. Guess what? If you don't brush your teeth, you're going to have more cavities, right? I remember when my son was a child, he would wet his toothbrush and then he would lie to me about having brushed his teeth. And I remember doing the exact same thing when I was a kid. Chad also mentioned another study that showed that children with ADHD had nearly 12 times the odds of having a high number of diseased missing and filled teeth. And you can imagine what happens if you are not brushing your teeth from the time you are a child, you're eating more sweets you're not aware of what you're doing, right, to your dental health. And by the time you're an adult, guess what? All of that catches up with you. According to Chad, the second reason children with ADHD are at risk for cavities is because of medication. ADHD medications can lead to changes in diet and appetite, which can increase a child's risk for cavities. The side effects, such as dry mouth, also make these kids more prone to cavities. But That was it. No other ADHD organization mentioned ADHD and dental health, and this was the basically the extent of what they discovered. However, what I found out was there were a lot of dentists all over the country who seemed to have connected ADHD, medication, teeth grinding, and poor dental health. Common dental-related side effects with ADHD medication were dry mouth, which predisposes adults and children to cavities and gum disease, inflammation of the salivary glands, I think that's how you pronounce it, sinuses, soft tissues of the mouth, tongue and gums, swallowing problems, and bruxism. Again, it predisposes us to clench and grind teeth. Of course, there are also the executive function issues, right? Like not sticking with a brushing or flossing protocol, a higher frequency of snacking or grazing throughout the day, a higher propensity to drink caffeinated beverages. Remember, caffeine is a stimulant. So if you're drinking coffee throughout the day and your coffee has sugar in it, it's not helpful, right? Many of these drinks are also acidic like sodas, right? And they have a lot of sugar. No surprise here. Sugar increases dopamine. We love sugar. Despite the fact that my dad was a dentist and we were not allowed to eat candy or sweets, I bought and hid more candy than I care to admit. I loved anything sweet. I think I told you in a previous podcast about the 12 boxes of turtles that I was supposed to sell for my elementary school. It was a fundraiser. Well, I ate all 12 boxes and then had to bust into my piggy bank to pay the school back. And I don't know what I was thinking, but I didn't throw the boxes away and we were not allowed to eat candy. My dad, again, was a dentist. So I stuffed them all in the trundle underneath the bunk bed in my bedroom and my brother found them. He ratted me out and I got in so much trouble. (laughs) Anyway, teeth grinding damages teeth in several ways, including chipping and cracking and shorter teeth. Most people who have ADHD engage in some form of this, regardless of how severe their ADHD is. So even those with mild cases of ADHD, we can grind our teeth. So that means that a mouth guard from your dentist is imperative. So you don't remove your enamel by grinding. The enamel is what protects your teeth. Dry mouth is also going to be a common symptom that people with ADHD face because of the medications, right? This can be a real problem with your teeth and gums because it means that the bacteria that causes cavities and gum disease, it's going to stay on your teeth and gums longer. And what happens? The bacteria will also multiply faster. So what can you do? You can drink a lot of water, right? We have this chronic dry mouth. It results in decreased saliva, which is important for oral health. Saliva is what provides a natural defense against tooth decay, gum disease, and enamel erosion. And enamel erosion, again, is what leads to dental crowns and root canals. So The bottom line is dental problems don't get better, so we need to treat them immediately. Allison tells us that, yeah, medication can definitely make dental issues worse. So in our poll, Allison shared, I didn't have any of these issues until I started using Adderall. After over 10 years of use, I switched and my TMJ went away and my dental issues have not gotten any worse. I also found a study on the National Institute of Health website that showed that stimulant ADHD medication has been associated with side effects such as bruxism. You know, they were looking into a connection between bruxism and the taking of SSRI medication that's prescribed for anxiety and uh, depression. They also looked at some ADHD medication. And since we're talking about ADHD here, since this is an ADHD podcast, I'm going to focus on the ADHD portion of the study only, but I've attached the link to the study. And I want to let you know that they've discovered something similar for certain SSRI medications. So if you are taking SSRI medications, go to the study. Okay. So this is what they found out. They looked at 469 patients from the University of Pittsburgh School of Dental Medicine. The mean age was 46 and 62% of participants were female. Hey, they're finally looking at women in these studies. I love it. So, what were the results? Well, they found no statistically significant associations between ADHD stimulant medication and reported TMD symptoms. However, they found significant differences between specific brands of ADHD medication and reported TMD symptoms. So if you were prescribed Concerta or Vyvanse, you were less likely to report TMD symptoms. If you took Adderall, there was a 50% chance you had TMD symptoms. With Ritalin, that number dropped to 27%. Only 7% of participants who took Concerta had TMD symptoms, And 0% who took Vyvanse had TMD symptoms. So if I were thinking about trying stimulant medication, I'd try Vyvanse and Concerta first. And or if I was taking Adderall and was struggling with um, teeth grinding, just like our friend Allison, I would switch and I would see what happens if I take Vyvanse or Concerta. Does my teeth grinding go away? Or does it lessen? Of course, there are also non-stimulant medication that you can try for ADHD, medication like Stratera or Wellbutrin. So, based on everything I've read about the subject, I believe. It can all lead to crowns, root canals, implants, or worse, right? The actual ADHD, which predisposes us to be wound a bit tighter, our intensity, our too muchness, our drive, our hyperactivity, our constant need for movement, our hypervigilance, it causes our bodies to tighten rather than relax. Clearly, many of us naturally clench our teeth. The medication can cause more clenching and grinding. The dry mouth from the medication leads to tooth decay. Our propensity to seek out sugar doesn't help because it increases dopamine in our brains, right? And it helps us better focus, but it rots our teeth. Our impulsivity and our unwillingness to follow a plan, our struggle with executive functions, right? To brush our teeth regularly, to floss regularly, all of that combined with the fact that we just naturally clench and grind more ultimately leads to microfractures that eventually wear down the enamel, wear down the tooth, crack the tooth. We get a crown. It'll only last so long if we continue to grind. And it's just a matter of time before that crown has to be replaced with a root canal. And I'm sorry, but that sucks, right? And I'm thinking I'm a dentist daughter, right? I have no cavities. I eat well. I do brush my teeth. Up until recently, I was flossing semi-regularly, but I'm so clueless that I don't really even understand that I'm grinding and clenching and cracking my own teeth. It takes me two crowns and a root canal for me to actually do what I've been told to do 10 years ago, but didn't quite understand why. And for us, if we don't understand why we have to do something, we're not gonna do it. So 10 years later, I am finally wearing a mouth guard. And it's ridiculous, but since I researched this and got the knowledge I wear the ugly mouth guard. So what can you do? And if you're in your 20s and 30s, I want you to listen to me because having a root canal is literally the most disgusting thing I can think of. You do not want to have all this extra dental work, right? It's not that it just hurts. It's the idea of it. And now I know, look, I've got this dead tooth in my mouth and that just really bugs me every time I think about it. Okay. So what can you do now? Look, I know this isn't fun. There's a little positive emotion around it. We have to do all of those things we're not good at. We have to schedule, right? Schedule the appointments with the dentist. We have to show up on time. We have to sit there quietly while we're trying not to jump out of our skin. We have to shut down our imagination, which clearly I'm not very good at. So we procrastinate when there's stuff we don't want to do. But as I said, it doesn't get better. And we can either do it now, right? Because we now understand what happens when we don't, or we can do nothing and then have this huge pile of mess that we have to delve into with respect to our dental health. This is what Sarah said in our poll. I'm interested in the connection between RSD and dental health issues and people with ADHD. I dread the dentist because I always feel so terrible and ashamed and guilty. I'd love to find a dental clinic that understands ADHD issues that impact dental health, RSD, executive dysfunction, sensory issues, et cetera, and skip the judgment and the lectures. Lori offers, I avoid most appointments unless life or death. Dentistry is torture. Sitting, bright lights, mouth open. And the only reason I had a root canal was a cavity I ignored in an old childhood filling. For the root canal, I think I wound up ignoring following up on that too. And then I wound up having to get it pulled. And when I say ignore, that's dealing with major pain for months before it's so unbearable and I have to go to the emergency dentist. Alicia says, 40 and I've had. 12 plus root canals, an implant, and a bridge. Dental care has been hard for me, and I had a very traumatic experience at the dentist's office in college, so that didn't help matters. I'm back on track now, and I haven't had a cavity in years. So if Alicia with her 12 root canals can do this, or 12 root canals, an implant, and a bridge can do this, and feel good about her dental health, guess what? You can do. You can too. You can do. Yeah, you can do get into action. I love that. So don't ignore this, right? Learn from the women who have learned the hard way. Take the time to find a dentist and dental staff that you like. Look, if you hate your dentist, that's negative emotion. You are never going to go. Several of the women in our poll mentioned how much easier it got once they found a dentist who didn't shame them, but rather worked with their sensory and other issues and helped and encouraged them instead even tooth cleaning, right? It hurts. So if you have severe sensory issues, it's no wonder this is so hard for you. And we know, right, that ADHD women especially have more sensory issues. And I noticed this in the comments that there was a lot of talk about anxiety around going to the dentist in in the comments to our poll, right? So I did some digging and I found a pub medical study that showed An increased prevalence of ADHD in highly dentally anxious adults. So it's totally true. Julie said this, age 52, I have always hated brushing my teeth. The sensation, the taste of toothpaste, the texture. I have not brushed at all for at least a year. Probably a miracle that I haven't had to have major dental work done yet. I also had a horrid fear of the dentist because of past dental trauma. Luckily, I talked myself into going somewhere, and they've turned out to be wonderful, and she is wonderful in caps, with all of my issues, so much so that I've been back for all of my insurance-covered cleanings and checkups. I've gotten the recommended work I can afford, and I even have been bringing my toddler for her insurance-covered issues. Lorna says, I have severe anxiety over the dentist, and now that my ADHD is being treated and thus far working well that anxiety is almost non-existent. For what it's worth, I was diagnosed at 54. So for Lorna, on the other hand, medication actually helped her with her anxiety over going to the dentist. So work with your executive function challenges, not against them. Billy says, I really struggle with consistent dental hygiene. I want to have good dental hygiene, but putting those routines in place is really hard due to executive function issues. My gums are starting to recede, so it's definitely something I need to take control of. Also, I want to model good habits for my kids. So what did Billy recommend? She said, make your next appointment when you're there. Look, we are bad at scheduling and planning executive functions, right? So this is exactly what I do too. I don't want to go to the dentist. So I'm not going to go out of my way to schedule this. But I know that if I'm in that office and I schedule it for six months later, I will show up. I will do it. If I go home without an appointment with the idea that, oh, I'll call, first of all, I won't even realize six months has gone by. It can be three years and I'll think that, oh, it's only been a year, right? So if I don't have an appointment, I'm not going to make it. You're never going to see me again. So make your next appointment when you're there. This works for Alma too. This is what she said. After a cross-country move, it took five plus years and a lost filling for me to finally find and choose a new dentist. I blame executive function and feeling like I'm an imposter adult who shouldn't be making such big decisions. I never leave the office without making my next appointment. Look, if this works for all of us, it'll work for you. All you have to do is make the first appointment, okay? And then from then out, it gets so much easier. What else? Work with your dentist. If you know that no matter what, you're going to suck at the toothbrushing and the flossing, go more. It's better than not going at all, right? This is what Julia offered. My dentist accepts my habits and, in turn, cleans my teeth three times a year. Yeah, if that's what works for you, then that's what you do what else can you do? Well, we know that exercise reduces stress, okay? So, the more you exercise, the less likely your teeth grinding is going to be so severe. Also, isometric exercises work for the jaw and the head. I said it a million times, you need to wear a mouth guard when you sleep. I understand that Botox can also help for bruxism and TMJ. Stop smoking. Now, that suggestion... Made sense to me, but it also seemed a little odd to me because I know that smoking is the only thing that reduces stress and anxiety and increases dopamine at the same time. But think about it. Smoking also causes dry mouth, so more bacteria. You know, the smoke is in your mouth all the time. So, yeah, that also can lead to more dental issues. The other thing that works is mindfulness training. There is also one supplement that I saw mentioned several times as being very effective for some people. It's called magnesium citrate. I think I mentioned this supplement when talking about repetitive body-focused behaviors in my podcast a couple weeks ago. Magnesium citrate what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to have a calming effect. So, it's supposed to reduce anxiety, relax your jaw muscles. Now, personally, I tried it. I didn't notice a difference. The only thing that happened was I broke out. But I have heard many women say that it has done wonders for them, not only for the teeth grinding, but also for their repetitive body-focused behaviors. My friend, Lynn Minor-Rosen, she's an ADHD coach who specializes in ADHD and career. And what Lynn offered was bring sunglasses, earbuds that have a string on them so they don't fall on the floor, a calming playlist, and even a blanket or a sweatshirt if you get cold. Now, I know what I do is I listen to podcasts when I go to the dentist it has to be a really good podcast so i really get sucked in so there's certain ones that you know i really like because for me it's the sensory issues which have gotten worse right you've got all these instruments in your mouth you're gagging there's the drill there's that bright light yeah i also didn't floss i was horrible at it I would go to the dentist and they would clean my teeth and my teeth, my gums would bleed and they would say, are you flossing? And I would lie. (laughs) But once I realized that by not flossing, I was going to be creating my own gum disease, I decided I had to do something. And this is my huge hack. There is a product out there called Plackers. So, placards are these individual little plastic picks, and they have a little piece of floss on them. So, the way they're shaped makes flossing so easy. I think the reason why I struggled so much with flossing is you're pulling off this big piece of floss, and then you've got to use your hands to get into the back of your mouth. And if I don't have a big mouth, I have a very small mouth. My problem was I couldn't get the floss all the way to the back. It was just such a struggle. It wasn't easy. And so I didn't do it. Now, with placards, I never miss a day because it is so easy. Now, if you have sensory issues around mint, I couldn't find a placard that wasn't anything but mint, but it's not strong. And in the past, I felt so bad because I was like, oh my God, this is landfill, it's plastic you know, and then I think, well, but at least you compost, you rarely eat meat. So you're doing your part there, but I would still feel guilty every time I pulled them out. Well, guess what? They just developed a placard that is made from recycled plastic. So I am going to be buying those next. So anyway, that's what I have for you for this week. If you like this episode, please let us know by leaving a review. Our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too may discover their amazing strengths. And your reviews, they really help in that regard. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and the fact that you submit the reviews, you show up your, you know, here every week recording this podcast, just so you know, it's one of my favorite things that I do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great rest of your week. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smart Ass Women. Come join me over at tracyoutsuka.com. That's where you'll find the show notes to this episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smart Ass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smart Ass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smart ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com, where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.